All right, praise God. Good morning, everyone. And for those of us that are here in the Pacific Northwest, the um, Oregon weather is back, as you can tell, from looking outside with all the rain and the clouds. And it's a little chilly this morning, but we know that the Lord uses that rain to, to, to ensure that this state has nice, beautiful green grass and, and nice trees. So um, I know I'm certainly a little tired of the heat and having to run the AC all the time. So I'm actually welcoming the fact that the rain is uh, that the rain is actually is actually here. Um, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 6, chapter 12. Okay. And, you know, as we, as we go through some of the scriptures today, I want you to just keep in mind um, the, the prophecy that Pastor just brought forward about things to come and, and making sure that um, we're, we're being watchful and that we're paying attention to what's happening and not being um, blinded or, or not being oblivious to what's, to what's actually happening around, around us because we know the Word of God says these things are, are going to happen and we know that there's more and more um, attacks from the enemy that are going to be, that are gonna be coming forward. So. Let's take a look here in Ephesians 6.12. And we've been here, it seems like, quite a bit over the last um, several Sundays. And what I feel in my spirit is that there's a reason for it. Um, God doesn't do these things on uh, by accident. It's not coincidence. There's something that he, he, he's trying to tell us. So Ephesians 6, verse 12, and I'll wait for everyone to, to get there. All right, Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The reason why um, we're going to the scriptures is I was praying since the last time I was up here thinking about, all right, what, what, does the, what message is God trying to send forward? What is it that he wants me um, to deliver? What is it that he wants me to share? Um, and then thinking also about, you know, God's plans in my life, you know, personally, what is it that he's wanting me to do? What are those next steps? And one of the things that I've noticed is I've come across Christians and even non-Christians, people in the workplace that just they, they look at what's happening and around them and they just start getting so concerned and they get so nervous. and They're not sure. Well, what do I do with all of this? And I had someone tell me the other day, I'm really, really worried about the state of this country. I'm really worried about my kids and, and everything. And I look at that and I think to myself, wow, how can I share with them what I know so that they can see that there's really nothing to worry about. And so as I've been praying about that and, um, and as Holy Spirit continues to, to, to guide, you know, over the course of the, the next several times that, that I'm up here, um, what his message is, what he laid on my heart was that the reason why, um, especially for Christians, the reason why we worry so much and the reason why uh, we can't cope with things that are happening or, or we, we may struggle in our lives is because we don't ever take the time to really figure out who our enemy is. And so today's message is actually titled Knowing Your Enemy. And I wanted to start there because um, you turn on the news over the last week or so or, or a couple of weeks, what did you see? You see presidential debate earlier this week where candidates are going back and forth at each other. You see um, 
you see uh, riots that are taking place in, in, in various cities and, and cities that, that I've walked through and cities that I've driven, by, driven through and, you know, just a few years ago and just looking at that and thinking to myself, wow, you know, I remember living over there and not seeing these kind of these things happening and not even thinking that a riot could break out um, in, in, in some of those places that I've been. Um, and there's so, there's so much of that, that that's going on around us. And definitely it's not about um, political, it's not so much about political agendas or individuals or group of people, but it's the spirits that are driving those group of people. It's the, spirit of, it's the spirits that are driving the individuals. We know that we have free will, but we're all driven by either God himself, by his Holy Spirit, or we're being driven by a demonic force. And many times we dismiss, or people will dismiss the fact that those demonic forces actually exist. And so if you dismiss the fact that they exist, if you want to think they don't exist, then how do you expect to have any kind of victory in your life? How do you expect to know how the enemy is operating if you're just going to ignore it and, and, and treat it like a, a worldly problem where you sweep it under the rug thinking that it's going to go away? Because it's not going to go away if, if you do that. So it's easy to blame people for what's going on. It's easy to blame individuals uh, for what's going on, but it's important to understand that we do have an enemy, and he is out there, and he's stepping up his attacks, and it's time for us to shine a light on how he operates so that we know how to counter him, um, counter him through the Word of God. Turn in your Bibles to Revelations chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12, verse 3. And you have people out there, again, that that, that think that... um, the enemy doesn't exist, and it's 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 so interesting when I when I hear that because I think to myself, well, if the enemy doesn't exist, why do we have people getting murdered? Why do you have stealing going on? Why do you have all of these ungodly things? If God is the only one that exists, and we're in it, we're in this this place of happiness, you know, um, He most definitely definitely exists, and there's tons of of um, proof of that in the Bible. So we're just going to take a look at a couple of scriptures, um, a couple of scriptures there. So if anyone ever tries to tell you that he doesn't exist um, or says that he's, he's locked up in hell so he can't access us, well, we're going to take a look at some scripture here. Revelation 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 3. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child, talking about Jesus, as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her, they should feed her there 1,260 days. Verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. 
nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Okay? So this is... This backs up Ephesians 6 in the, term, in the sense that there are demonic forces that are out there. And for anyone that says that the devil doesn't exist or that the devil is locked up in, in, in hell somewhere, that's not the case. Where the devil is, is he's on earth, okay? And if you don't think he's on earth, let's go ahead and let's take a look at another scripture. Let's go to Job 1, chapter 1, verse 6. Our good old friend Job. And I'll take a moment to wait for everyone to get there. Some of us are still breaking in new Bibles. Pages are still getting stuck. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Job 1, <laughs> verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan. Also came and, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth on it. So when we saw in Revelation that when that war broke out in heaven, whenever, whenever that, that happened, you know, Scripture doesn't get into specifics um, about when that war between uh, Michael and the angels against the devil and, and, and his angels doesn't get into specifics about when that happens. Um, but it, I would imagine it's, it would be somewhere in between the time God was done um, creating the, the earth and before he created Adam and Eve. Because we also know in Genesis, later on, it talks about how the serpent or... Um, like a serpent, Satan was going around talking to Adam and Eve. So at some point he was cast out of heaven and he's on earth. Later on in Revelation, if you were to read on in Revelation, you'll see where there is a period of time where Satan is going to get locked up for, um, for a thousand years and then he'll get released one more time and then to, to wreak havoc again and then he's going to be locked up for a final time. So Satan is on this earth. He is walking around. He is causing havoc. Scripture also talks about how Satan walks around like a lion, like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. So if anyone ever tells you that, oh, the devil doesn't exist, the devil is, a, is, is, is you know, your, your bad thoughts or, or anything like that, well, they're, they're clearly they haven't read the Bible and, and they're wrong. Because it's very clear in there that he is on earth. And so what I want to talk a little bit about today is how he operates from the perspective of using fear and stress to be able to wreak havoc, wreak havoc in our lives. Last week, Pastor was talking about deception, which is one of Satan's greatest weapons. But Satan is not the only one that's out there. He's got a, a, a cohort. He's got a an organizational structure, if you will, that, that he sends his demons out to wreak havoc in our lives and start causing issues because we know Satan is not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere. So he's got to send out his demonic forces. And a couple of those forces that he likes to use is, is fear and stress. So I want to take what that means and, and kind of break it down into little smaller, smaller details, if you will, to see how fear can lead to stress and how that can, to, can lead to other situations in your life. Because you've got to know those little details so that when, when he does rear his ugly head, you know exactly, exactly how to attack him. So if we look at the events that have happened around, around the world um, over the course of, oh, gee, probably you know, several years with all these various wars. Um, and if you can't remember that far back, just thinking about 
about over the last couple of weeks with with the various shootings that are happening and and people um, saying that they're protesting injustice, but then they go out and they start destroying uh, other people's businesses and they start looting and rioting and they're all saying, well, we're tired of this and we're tired of this. And then you get two candidates that are up there and they're back and forth with each other. And, and, and if you haven't looked at any of that and if you haven't paid attention to it, neither candidate is perfect. So it's really important that you bring Holy Spirit with you when you go to that ballot box in November to vote to make sure that you're voting for who God wants you to vote for. Both of both candidates have issues, so if you don't know that, then um, you may have some issues yourself. Um, but it's clear it's clear that both of, both candidates have some things in in their past, and all of that stuff is is coming is coming to light. And the devil is going to get in there because he knows that this country was founded on Christian beliefs. And he knows that there's a lot of us praying Christians that want to get this country back onto that path. And he doesn't, he doesn't like that at all. So building the, 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 um, uh, the entryway to the temple of Baal, doing that here in this country. Um, those attacks on 9-11. The people that sit there and they say, the atheists, when they saw the cross and they say, oh my gosh, that cross makes me sick. We need to take it down. Um, not being able to do the pledge of allegiance in, in school anymore the devil knows exactly what he's doing it's not done by chance it's not just some random person waking up in the middle of the night and saying oh i just want to go ahead and take god out of this and i want to take god out of that no there's a specific design that that, that that's going on here okay so how does that then get turned into fear? And then how does that then lead into stress? Well, if you watch this stuff long enough and you don't have your Bible handy and you're not praying about it, what will happen is, is you can look and you can see, well, there's a shooting at this mall, right? So there was a, a stabbing up in the state of Washington, which isn't far from, from those of us in Oregon. It's not that far f- from us here. Uh, we've had shootings here in Oregon in schools over the last few years and, um, and at some malls that I know my family and I, we, we visited. Um, in, in the past as well and if you're not careful you can sit there and Satan will make you dwell on those things as you're sitting there thinking about it what will happen is you start thinking to yourself man I need to go shop here and go get these clothes these clothes for a wedding that's coming up let's say or I got to get some shoes for for a wedding coming up and I've got to go to the mall to be able to get this outfit or to get my shoes or whatever it is I'm going But I just read on the news that there was a shooting at a mall. Well, I went to the mall. You know, there's some unsavory characters that walk through there. Maybe I shouldn't go there. So maybe I'll just go ahead and order my stuff on Amazon or some other online company. So you order it on online, it gets shipped to the door, and the next you know the devil will sit there and say, oh yeah, by the way, in New York City, there was this bombing accident over, um, over, in, over in Manhattan. Or you remember uh, the, the, the Boston Marathon a few years ago. So I don't think you should, worry. You should, you should pay attention to these, to these packages that are coming to your house. Now all of a sudden you start thinking, oh my gosh, what's in that box is not actually gonna be an outfit, it might be a bomb, somebody's gonna blow up my house. Now, Think about it, though. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we kind of laugh and chuckle about that, but how many of us really would have a bomb delivered to our house? You know, it, it, it seems highly unlikely, but then you start letting that that fear get into where now it's I'm not even going to go to the wedding anymore because I don't have any way of getting uh, getting an outfit. Now I'm locked up in some in my house. 
So what does that do? That causes you to think even more and start to stress out even more. How am I going to get there? I can't go. I can't order a package to my house. I can't go to the mall. What do I do? I guess I'll just go there in the clothes that I have. Well, what happens if I drive down the street and, and a bomb blows off? What if, what if somebody plants an IED out there? Because I just watched something on TV and there was an IED explosion. So the devil starts playing with all these thoughts in your mind. And next thing you know, you're trapped inside your house because you're afraid to actually leave the house. Then you'll start thinking about, well, what if somebody shoots a missile into the U.S.? Because I know this other country has this intercontinental ballistic missile or something like that. And what if they shoot it over and actually it hits my house? Now you're actually living in fear. And then that starts to lead, lead to stress. And then now as you're, as you're stressing out there, now you don't even know what to do. What, what do I do? I can't, I, do I read my Bible? But at that point, you're not even reading the Bible because the devil's got so much thought, so many decept, deceptive thoughts in your head. He's planted so much fear, so much stress in your, in, into you that you're having these reactions and you're not even bothering to pick, up the, to pick up the Bible to read it. So how do you combat some of that? Well, let's go ahead and let's turn to Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35. The the other important part to think about when you know when when the devil starts to plant that fear into your into your mind and you start to have that stress it's really to step back and start thinking about why what am i so worried about okay you hear that in in the world they say you know ask yourself what's the worst that could that could happen and it's important to get down to that level of detail it's important to really step back and ask yourself those questions because then you know how to actually have the conversation with god about about all the situations so let me not jump jump too far ahead Um, but it's important to get down to that level of detail of understanding why you're feeling fear why are you feeling stressed out why are you worrying about um, uh, the situation the situation that you're going through okay Isaiah 35 and let's go to verse number starting at verse 1 Isaiah 35 verse 1 the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with the joy, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Underline that. Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with a vengeance. With a recompense of God, he will come and save you. So when you see that fear, when you start to feel that fear, remember this here. God will come with a vengeance. So when all of these terrorist organizations... You know, abroad, the ones that are here that are that are starting to carry out attacks on this soil. When people start talking to you and they're saying, "I'm afraid of this," "I'm afraid of that," just know that you can be strong because all of these attacks that are happening against us, they're happening because the enemy hates God. 
right? And all of those terrorist organizations, whether they know this or not, um, I believe they do know this, whether they know this or not, they're actually going against God and they're attacking God. They hate everything that he stands for. And so then they take it out on us as citizens of, of this country, okay? So just know that this stuff is happening and it's happening for a reason. Um, Jesus said that you will, ha- you will hear wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet y- near and these things are going to happen. So we know these things are happening because Jesus is getting closer and closer to returning. So when you see these things happening around the world or happening within this, within this nation, take a step back for a minute and realize that that just means that we're getting closer and closer to going home. That means that we're getting closer and closer to not have to deal with any of this nonsense anymore. We don't have to worry about somebody picking up the phone because somebody's calling frantically about, oh my gosh, did you just see what happened on the news? I'm, I'm so scared. Did you hear what's happening in school? I don't want to send my kids to school. I'm going to homeschool them and I'm going to do all of this. Just remember that we're getting closer and closer to not have to deal with that, deal with that nonsense anymore. Amen. Jesus will be coming back, and he'll be coming back soon. Now, I don't know how soon that is, all right, so I'm not going to get up here and try to say, like, yeah, you know, we're two good attacks away from Jesus returning or something like that, because I have no idea. And the Bible says that no man, not even Jesus himself, knows, um, knows, when he, knows when he's returning. But just know that we're getting closer and closer to finishing this race. You know, so if you've ever gone out and you, you've run a marathon, and I've never run a marathon. I'm, I'm not built for that kind, of, that, that kind of endurance there. But if you've ever done any kind of <laughs> if you've ever done any kind of exercise think about how easier it starts to get when you get closer and closer to the end because your mind kicks in and says you're almost there you're almost there you're almost there so in your spiritual mind you've got to let your spiritual mind start to take over and just tell keep telling yourself we're almost there we're almost there we're almost there okay and we know that things will start to get a little bit worse because we know what the bible says um, about things that still need to happen so we know that we can expect that it's going to get a little bit worse but it's all right we should be feeling some level of of joy now i'm not saying joy when you hear about somebody losing their lives or innocent people being killed amen not talking about that but it's that once you get over that, 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 that sadness, if you will, or that feeling that, oh, that's, that's unfortunate that a human being lost their life and they lost it that way, you should be able to rebound relatively quickly and be able to say, but you know what? I know exactly what that means and I know this is, this is supposed to happen because I know what the, I know what the Word of God says. Okay? So, when you're feeling that fear, you gotta break it down and get down to the root of what, where that fear is coming from. And why is that? Well, because if you look at how, if you if you understand how God has his heavenly structure and he's got various angels and he's got uh, his archangels that are, um, you know, if I'm thinking of it in a business term, they're over different units, if you are. Right? So he's got these angels that are in charge of different different areas of how God gets things done and he works through them and they go out and they, they execute what he asks them to do. Well, Satan has the same exact thing. Right? And remember, Satan spent... The Bible doesn't say, but he spent quite a bit of time in heaven, so he knows what that structure is like. So when him and a third of the angels fell, what do you think he did? He said the best way to take down God's structure is to duplicate a structure that can go against it. So he does the same thing through his strong men, all right? Now, fear, stress, 
anxiety, worry, all of those little demons, they all work together. All right. And they work together and they start attacking you on multiple fronts. So that's why it's important to understand the word of God, because the Bible says the word of God is a sharp is sharper than any two edged sword. It didn't say Ephesians six is sharper than any two edged sword. It didn't say Matthew is sharper than any two edged sword. It said the word of God. So you've got to know the entire word of God and you've got to understand your situation because you can easily say, I rebuke you, spirit of fear. Okay. All right. Spirit of fear. Look at that and say, okay, great. That, that, that's nice. You can say that all you want, but I'm going to keep coming at you. Right. Because you didn't hit him with the word of God. Now, you may hit him with the word of God, but he's also got stress and he's got worry and he's got anxiety that are also coming at you. So when you think about if you actually had a sword and I don't know how to use a sword, so I'm not going to get up here and try to animate, you know, how you would use a sword. But if you swung a sword at somebody, you're not guaranteed to stop them if you make contact. You have to hit the vital part of the of the human body to, that, to keep them from actually coming back. So the same thing when the enemy attacks you, he attacks you on multiple fronts. So it's not enough to just... To just to throw out one scripture, you've got to hit him with multiple, multiple scriptures, okay? If you don't think that's true, what happened when Jesus, when he was tempted in the, in, the, um, in the desert that time? Three times he had to hit the enemy with three different scriptures before the enemy actually fled. So when you think about when Satan attacks you, he's going to come at you from many different ways. So what you want to do is you want to get down to the root of why is it that I'm feeling what I'm feeling? Why is, is this fear coming in? So that when you go to God, your conversation would be something along the lines of, okay, Lord, here's the situation, all right? First of all, it's written in the Bible that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So spirit of fear, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I loose the spirit of peace. Let it flow from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to bring about peace throughout this situation. The word of God also says that no weapon formed me against me shall prosper. So in the name of Jesus, I rebuke any forces of darkness that will be coming, that will be coming against me. Lord, in your, in your word, in 1 Peter 5, Seven, I believe it is, says that cast your cares on me for I care for you. So, Lord, I'm taking this situation and I'm care and I'm casting it on you. I'm taking on your yoke and your burden because it's easy and light. In the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when you start doing that and you start hitting the enemy with all those different scriptures, now he starts to back off because now you're taking that sword and instead of swinging it in one direction, you're swinging it in multiple directions to be able to fend off every single attack. If you've never been on YouTube or um, there seems like there's a lot of, a lot of shows on um, on TV now that have cameras um, attached to, to, to soldiers' helmets now, and they're actually replaying some of those videos and they're showing, well, here's what it was like, you know, during this war. I would encourage taking a look at some of those because what you'll see even in those situations is that the ground troops always have air support and they have backup from everywhere else. Never does it ever usually occur where it's ground force against ground force to where they can't call in assistance because that usually doesn't work. Why? Because the enemy, whoever that terrorist organization is, starts to hit our troops on multiple fronts. So to combat that, what do we have to do? We have to hit them back on multiple fronts. It's the same thing in the spirit world. The devil's going to send all of those different little demons at, at you in various different ways, so you've got to be able to recognize what those de- which demons are in operation and encounter it with the word of God on all those different, on all those different fronts. Um, as Holy Spirit continues to guide um, 
as I as I bring on future me- messages, um, you know, if he if he wants me to get into to some specifics around some of those different forces, I, I definitely will. If he if he continues to guide me that way, but that's something that we have to understand because if we don't get to that level of detail, we don't really know who our enemy is. Uh, one of the worst things that I hated about um, playing sports was, but I also appreciated it, was the amount of time we spent in the film room. I mean, you get out there, you thought practice was hard, and you thought um, lifting weights and conditioning was hard. It was worse when you're sitting in a, in a meeting looking at video for two hours and the coach is rewinding it every, every five seconds because he's going through every single little detail about the practice or about your opponent. But once you got to game time, it made things so much easier because you already knew what that opponent was doing. We used to call it when you knew the, 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 the offensive plays and you go in there and you just completely dominate. We used to say, blow the play up. That's what we used to say. You blow it up. So by us studying how the devil operates, that allows us to blow up that kingdom of darkness. Amen? Okay. Um, So what else can we do when we talk about um, fear staying in Isaiah? Let's go to chapter 41. Staying in Isaiah, we're going to chapter 41, verse 10. It should be five pages from where you just were. <laughs> Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Looking at how many times he says, fear not, I will hold you, fear not, I will hold you. All right. So again, when you're feeling fear, know that God is there. But you have to be able to understand your situation so that you can talk to God and have that conversation with God. If you had a situation going on and you went to a loved one, you're not just going to give them a high-level overview of the situation. Right. If you if you are seeking advice, you're going to get into the nitty gritty details about who said what, when they said it, how they said it, what they had on that day, um, whether or not they were wearing glasses or what kind of shoes they wore. And you're going to talk about the weather and, and all of that. You have all of those details and you go talk to that person. And then based on that, that person is able to give you advice. It's no different when you're talking to God. Going with him and sharing those details with him opens up that ability for you to have that relationship with you. So he can guide you every step of the way it opens up your ears spiritually to be able to hear when he's talking to you so that you don't go off and doing something uh, do something of your own will or you execute that poor advice that somebody says that somebody gave you that supposedly cares about you that that would have you try to seek revenge on them God said, those that come against you, they're going to perish. You're going to look for them. You're not going to see them anywhere. Those problems that you face in your life, when you go to God with those and you recognize that he is with you, those problems are going to disappear. But you've got to be able to, to, to recognize that he is with you and that he is going to hold, that he is going to hold your hand. Okay? So, 
knowing that, um, that should help with dealing with fear, should help relieve the stress. But if it doesn't, there's other things that you can do. Okay? So let's go into 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter five verse sixteen. And I'll wait for everyone to get there. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen. <clears throat> Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Okay? So giving thanks. That's a great way to get over stress. Because if you understand stress and fear, it's usually because you're worried about what the outcome is going to be. Right? You're worried that it's not going to be what you thought, what you wanted it to be, or what you think you might need it to be. But the Word of God also says all things come together for good for those that love God and that are called according to His purpose. So just because you're going through a challenge right now doesn't mean that it's not going to work out with a positive outcome. So when you start feeling that stress, sitting back and just think, just thinking, all right, Lord, what do I have to be thankful for? Well, I'm glad I have clothes. I'm glad I have food on the table. I've got a house. I've got a vehicle. I've got a job. Um, you know, I, I, can, I, I can make ends meet. Being able to sit there and give thanks doesn't allow the devil to get in there and start planning those, those thoughts in your head about how this situation is going to go horribly wrong. And also what it does, it, 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 in a way, it's almost like if you're going in for a job interview. And you take a look at your resume before you go in there. And you're looking at the position and you're looking at your accomplishments on your resume. You walk into that, into that interview with confidence. The, the questions that are answered, you're able to speak the, speak the answers boldly. And you're able to answer with, with a lot of confidence because you've looked over your resume, you looked over your accomplishments, and you've seen how, how far you've come over the years of working. When you're giving thanks to God, it's almost the same exact thing. You're going back and you're realizing, oh wait, he's brought me through this. He's brought me through this. I have this. I have this. I have that. What's the problem? There shouldn't be a problem. So spending time giving, giving, giving thanks to God is, is an important way um, that can help alleviate stress or any kind of fear that you may be facing. Go ahead and turn to Psalms 107 in closing here. Psalm 107, and why is it that we look at multiple ways to deal with fear? Why is it that we look at multiple ways to deal with stress? Well, it's because as you get more and more mature in your Christian walk, the battles get tougher and tougher. Right. So what you did five years ago, maybe even five days ago, how you handle that 
not going to always work every single time. So you've got to be able to learn a little bit more, and that's how God starts to reveal a little bit more. He starts to say, hey, there's also this scripture over here that will help combat that. There's this scripture over here that will help combat that. Here's something I'm going to share with you personally about who I am that you then get to take and deal with those, those, those battles as, the, as they get tougher. If you think about any one of us here or anybody listening to this, when you first became a Christian, the battles that you had usually weren't too bad, right? If you look at to where you are now, you think you look back and you say, wow, that was a cakewalk way back then. Some of the stuff I have going on now, whew, Lord, what's going on with this, you know? This is taking ridiculously long. And I remember being in our, um, talking with uh, someone at work and out in, in their cubicle, they actually had, and I don't know who, who whose quote this was, but there's actually a quote up there that says, um, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And I thought about that and I said, I don't know if that's like an actual quote from from, from a Christian person or or where that came from, but that's something that definitely resonated in my spirit when I think about the the challenges that I've had in my life. They take a little bit longer. um, They're a little bit tougher, but if you go back over your spiritual resume, you see that they're not impossible because you had the same situation 10 years ago. There's just a little bit more to it. You just have to exercise a little bit more patience with it now because you don't know how many other people are actually involved in that situation. You don't know how many, uh, how much stuff, if you will, God has to work on somewhere, you know, halfway around the world before you get delivered out of that situation. So it gets a little bit tougher um, the more and more you walk with God, but that also means that you get more and more tools at your exposure. Amen? Um, A soldier in battle isn't going to get access to the latest, greatest equipment and the most dangerous equipment and if he can't handle hand-to-hand combat. Amen? It's got to be a progression to where um, the the, the, the drill instructor there or whoever's in charge uh, feels that they can trust that person enough and they've had enough training before they go on to that next level. Well, it's the same thing as we we walk with Christ, okay? There's going to be a time where things easy but it's going to get a little bit little bit more challenging because we're learning more we're more skilled we're tougher um, we're, we're, we're much more prepared for it and so it just takes it just takes some time Psalms 107 uh, verse 1 okay oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and the south. They wandered in the, wild- in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. I'm going to pause there on, on, chapter, on verse 4 for a second. Because wandering in the wilderness doesn't mean like you're actually wandering in the wilderness. Maybe you are because you got lost, you left your GPS at home or something like that. You know, you got to try to find your way back. But that could be that could be anything. That could be I want this new job or I want to accomplish something in my life, but I don't know where I'm going. So I'm kind of just wandering in the wilderness. Maybe I'm taking all of these different positions in a in a company, but I'm not even sure why I'm taking the positions. I just saw it and I said, eh, I'm going to go ahead and, and take this. Or you're bouncing around from city to city, state to state, because you're not, you don't have your feet planted, planted anywhere, that's wandering, that's wandering in the, in the wilderness, okay? So it could be challenges, it could be um, any kind of situation you're in, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you know, wandering around trying to find your way to the, to, to the mall or something to, that, uh, something to that effect, all right? Verse 5, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. 
Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Underline that in verse 6. Actually, underline all of verse 6. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Okay? Now, the definition of distress is in, in extreme anxiety and fear. Extreme. So it's taking it to, to a whole other level. It's not just that initial fear you may get when something happens, but this is, this is, this is, this is something a lot deeper than that. This could also mean that you start to have the physical reactions to stress. It could be the sweaty palms. It could be the heart palpitations. Um, God forbid it leads on into to a heart attack or something to that effect. But that's what that's what distress is. And you see right there in verse six. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. So crying out to the Lord with the situation will help reduce that stress and eliminate that stress ultimately. In verse seven, and he led them forth. He led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Underline all of all of verse eight there. You got to ask yourself if you were reading that, okay. And whether you were physically going through, like I said, wandering in the wilderness somewhere, or you're just spiritually wandering in the wilderness, ask yourself is, have you thanked God for actually delivering you? Okay? Take some time and actually look, write down or capture all of the situations you've had in your life, all the struggles you've had, all the challenges you've had, and keep that list somewhere because in times of fear and in times of stress and you think you're not going to be successful, pull out that list and start checking off as a reminder, I had this, done. This, done. This, done. And start going through that because as you start to do that, you start to feel more confidence in, in God knowing that he's going to actually bring you bring you through. Um, I was sitting in a meeting with... Um, some, some of my peers uh, last week and we actually had an icebreaker where you went around the room and you said and everyone said something that they appreciate about you know about the person's name that came up um, me being new there um, one of the one of the folks said you know I, I appreciate Brandon about you is that that you're fearless you're in a tough job and you're jumping in with both feet and, and you're handling it and I'm sitting in as I'm listening to this all I can say to myself I said praise God praise God because they don't know why I'm fearless but I was thinking, and I was like, well, thank you, God, for that, because you and I know the conversations we've had. You know when I've come to you, and I'm like, oh, Lord, how do I deal with this? And, oh, gosh, I can't believe it's this again. We just did this. Just fix this problem, and now it's back up. And as I'm sitting there, I'm just thinking about that, and, and, and he started quickening to me in that moment, in the split second, all the things that I've been through in my previous positions that I've held that has prepared me for this. And it was, and it, and it, and it I won't say it blew my mind, um, but I almost fell out my chair, <laughs> okay? I fell out my chair in that split second when I thought about that because back then I had no idea this is where God was going to bring me, but I can see how all of those different little challenges from from working, um, selling shoes in the, in the mall to, to my current position now, how every single one of those experiences has prepared me for where he has me where he has me today. And so every now and then, ever since then, what I've been doing is, all right, Lord, don't let me ever lose sight of that because when that next challenge arises... And it did the very next day. When the next challenge arose, it was, remember, I have you here because 
I need you here for a reason. There's work that needs to actually be done. I don't know what it is. I don't know how, how long he's going to have me there. But I'm there now. And, and I'm just going through that. I'm just thanking God. Lord, thank, me, thank you for this person and this person and this person. Because these are the three people that, oh, my gosh, if I had to work with them again, I'd probably quit. <laughs> but, you know, there, there was some challenging folks that I, that I had around me. Um, but then at the same time, it was also thanking God for, for my family and thanking God for Genesis 1 and being able to constantly come here. Um, and continue to, to, to be able to learn about about the Lord as I still continue on um, in my journey. Because as those as those issues came up, it was all right, Lord, you got this. <laughs> you know, let, let let's get up, let's go to work, let's let's put on our armor, and um, here we go. We're gonna have a, a, a one, one great time going, getting through whatever that journey is. Amen. So don't don't let fear and stress. Um, deter you or um, from doing whatever it is that God may have may have planned for you don't let it keep you from doing you know your day-to-day your day-to-day business use some wisdom I'm not saying you know drive through uh the South Central LA or something like that and you know trying to sell Gucci bags or something like that down there because that's probably not something that you that's something that you you would want to do all right so don't so don't worry about what's happening out there um God is very much in control these things are supposed to happen and we know that they will continue to happen but just know that we are almost crossed that finish line amen, amen. amen. all right so with that being said uh let's go ahead and prepare to honor God with our tithes, tithes and offerings amen